Some say we are the most propagandized nation in the world. I say it's our job to interpret this so-called news. I say it's our job to find the truth and make sure to pass it along, to continue the daily battle against cognitive dissonance. The truth isn't how you feel. Here we deal in the inconvenient realities. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News. Welcome to We the People Are the News, ladies and gentlemen. So I am again using the software that I have to get myself accustomed, accustomed, acclimated to. Uh, sorry about that creation of word. So I have a backup recording running. I hope that's not what I'm using. And again, any noises you may hear on We the People Are the News, the Patriot panel for the next month, I will be recording indoors, outdoors. I am in Florida, sunny Jacksonville today. Uh, you hear the pool water fountain behind me. Things are going great. But today, we are going to start with some breaking news. So Trump's indictment, the grand jury proceedings have been canceled for at least today. Interesting, no? There was supposed to be one more witness today, but the proceedings hit a wall and there was a cancellation that was issued. Now, the grand jury is in a standby status for tomorrow uh, as reports are coming out of Fox News and Fox Digital uh, that there's two sources that have reported back, quote, major dissension. Uh, end quote, at the office of D.A. Bragg, which is something we've all been hearing all over the Internet and other reports. I've reported these these uh, rumblings here as well. And now another report is the D.A. cannot close the deal in convincing the grand jury to issue an indictment because the argument that he has presented is too weak. The case is just too weak. You don't say a case that has already been thrown out, uh, a case that has been dis. dis- uh, just totally destroyed on every level. The FEC even looked into it. They got rid of it. So you don't say that now all of a sudden the case is still too weak. But you want to hear how politically charged this Manhattan DA's office is? Because I, I, could, I could tell you. So the word is two prosecutors from the previous DA's regime resigned when DA Bragg decided he was not going to pursue charges on Trump and he put all the investigations that were ongoing on ICE. This was allegedly done in a sign of protest when they resigned. These deranged people will stop at nothing to try to indict this man. Love and hate, they root in the human brain in a very similar fashion. If, if someone is obsessed, there's, this is like a sort of obsession disorder. It hits a fever pitch one way or the other, love or hate. And then it could morph into the same damn thing, if you ask me. Uh, I feel that's what we're all living out right now. Obsessed folks are hijacking all legal proceedings and throwing out rules, the rule of law just to get their way. In the case of D.A. Bragg, he simply decides what rule sets he will prosecute and usually who will face those charges. If you align politically with D.A. Bragg, it seems you get more of a free pass in the revolving doors of justice in New York City. But if you don't, well, damn, they'll come after you for things that he said he wouldn't even prosecute. Maybe if you align politically with him, he'll hit you with a pair of Mets tickets for your troubles. Then we have reports uh, coming from Kyle Becker's Substack and others, which points out the accusation that Bragg may be guilty of prosecutorial misconduct. Ooh, prosecutorial misconduct. That attorneys on the case could very well face disembarment. Disembarment. Oh my God, I'm making up words today, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long day, believe me. Believe me, it's been tremendously long, very bigly. 
And the attorneys on this case could very well be facing disbarment as well for hiding hundreds of pages of exculpatory evidence. Nearly 600 pages worth of exculpatory evidence. For those not familiar with legal terms, that is evidence that supports the defendant. In this case, it is favorable evidence for Donald J. Trump. Similar tactics were used against the uh, people accused in the assassination of Malcolm X. The FBI, the NYPD, and perhaps more kept evidence from being presented, which put innocent people behind bars, which they knew they wanted to get a conviction. Sound familiar? Want to get a conviction at all costs because of obsession, which is the same as love and hate on the extremes. When you get to the extremes of love and hate, it, it basically yields this obsessed, this obsessed result. Interesting. These people aren't suffering just from derangement. They're obsessed. They're in love with Donald J. Trump. Uh, or they're in hate with him either way. But again, when you get to that fever pitch, it's the same fucking thing. And that's what we're experiencing. Uh, to note, yesterday, there was a reported bomb threat to the New York City courthouse where the grand jury hearing was being held. Perhaps the honeypot of people showing up and protesting didn't yield what they needed to get those look at these MAGA extremists. So they are running out bomb threats. Who knows? Great Twitter comment that I came across said, quote, did the caller say this is MAGA country, end quote. So let's see how that one plays out. Now onto the economy and the banks. The Fed raised rates yet again today, despite banks closing and the pop, you know, the whole entire population questioning their financial security. They still raised them. They moved up the interest rate by a quarter of a point. The thought is, if the data shows this has worked in curbing inflation, the hikes will end. However, will it make more banks crumble in its wake? I guess one way to stop inflation is to fully destroy the entire economy and banking system. Kind of like burning down the house to kill a big spider that found its way inside because you're scared to hit it with a shoe. So you just torch the whole motherfucker. Interesting. Oh, that fed. And is it time that we start advising students to no longer go to college. Keep your kids out of college, parents. Well, most of them, most of the colleges at least, because here's, a, here's what we come across now. Grand Valley State University, a college in Michigan, had five different graduations. Why? They segregated by race. They segregated by sexuality and gender of the graduates, uh, the gender that they identify with. On the list of graduations, there was specific ceremonies for Latinx students, black students, LGBTQIA plus students, Asian students, and then a general all-inclusive one that all students are invited to. I wonder if they had an all-white graduation, maybe even label it something wildly racist in an ode to the segregation this college seems to fully support bringing back. It is racist to have it, but it is also racist not to have it in the paradigm of racism that this college has signed up for. White students should absolutely bring charges against the college if they were barred from having their own ceremony. In the world where you go woke, you go broke. Make those practicing in ushering racism again and segregation pay for their inequity to any identity you see fit. Fuck them. They're, they're, they're trying to destroy everybody on a macro level. Identity politics. It's a B. Trying to play it is a real B for your bank account. B as in bank account. Which, of course, it, it will still be there if the Fed doesn't absolutely destroy every bank. 
So the racist segregation has been going on in some form since at least 2016, when the black graduation occurred to celebrate, quote, representative of black African-American and African tradition, heritage, culture, and legacy, end quote. So to assume all white people have the same legacy to celebrate wouldn't make sense. What kind of white person? White American? Greek? Irish? English? German? Norwegian? Which one? As Tom McDonald would say. Just saying everybody's the same. Because these people, these heritages, these people from this country, they all have different heritage and cultures. So I assume everyone from every background will be going for a lawsuit in some way. And they should. This is the game they want to play. Go get rich people, play their game, and beat them at it. Everybody always says, if you want to step up to the plate, aim for the fences, people. Aim. It is said Harvard does something similar as well. Welcome to 2023. Everything MLK fought against is now rearing its ugly head, and the people that claim that they respect MLK are the ones leading the charge. You can't make this shit up. And bipartisanship now, by the way, to close this out, isn't fully dead. Senators of both parties are starting to come together to stop China from being able to buy farmland. Wow. As if this was a hard one. Maybe with newly minted Vito Joe in office, they will meet their match, depending on if he's compromised. In my opinion, I believe he is. Will he stop this if it gains traction? If it passes the House and it passes the Senate and gets to his desk? Let's start here. Do we have reciprocity? Can the U.S. buy a property in communist China? Pretty sure that's a no. So let's start there. The legislation introduced by Senator Mike Braun, a Republican from Indiana, is called the Protecting America's Agricultural Land from Foreign Harm Act of 2023. It is aimed at not allowing a foreign adversary to own control uh, the land or be subject to the jurisdiction or direction of a foreign entity. It will stop leasing of agricultural land and purchase of said land on both a public and private level. Similar bills are in the House. Let's see how that one evolves. But what could go wrong? We just give up all of our land. They're buying our land in cash in a lot of cases, right from the government. They could be sending, uh, again, the, if they're non-citizens, they could be sending people here as spies. There's been shows about that, but of course it was based in Russia and in the 80s. He was called the Americans with a K or something like that. But what could go wrong? Viruses destroying the, the, the crops, the, the land, the agricultural land, the whole supply chain. So if we start pulling back what we create in these countries and we take back our supply chain, what happens if they just come and they just destroy it from within and we're allowing them to? Doesn't make sense. And this is a bipartisan approach. And there's similar bills in both the House and the Senate. So if they could get their shit together and move in an adequate pace, we'll see what Vito Joe does. But Vito Joe has a lengthy history of getting money sent to bank accounts and then forwarded to him from that same CCP. And is Joe down with CCP? Yeah, you know, B. Iden, B. Iden, get it? So we have a lot to see how this one plays out. We have a lot to see how everything plays out. We are in such a strange state in politics. It's so crazy. The hyper-partisan uh, approach that we're seeing, this, this obsession, this derangement, is out of this world. Bar none, 
Never seen anything like it. I don't care what anyone says. They might say, John, you weren't alive in the 70s. And it doesn't matter. We're playing a very sick, sick game right now where you're just hiding evidence. You're trying to indict the former president. And felons can run for president. Fun fact, if you didn't know, was that the Tiger King is claiming that he is going to be running for president from prison. Still has 20 years left on his sentence. Tiger King, Joe Exotic, runs for president from prison. Let's get you the, the exact quote here. So I am indeed, I am indeed correct that, uh, that he is running, and his slogan is going to be, Make America Exotic. That's right. Uh, the Libertarian Party is saying not to take the campaign seriously. I don't think anybody is there. This is a quote from this man coming out of Fox. Put aside that I am gay, that I am in prison for now, that I used drugs in the past, that I had more than one boyfriend at once, and that Carol Baskin hates my guts. This is all not a thing to do with me being able to be your voice. This is a a written statement on his campaign website, as reported by Fox. The best thing you have going for supporting me is that I am used to fighting my whole life just to get by. I'm broke. They've taken everything I ever worked for away. And it's time we take this country back. This is, this is again, indeed, Tiger King. Uh, you, you can't make this. But I want to say, so here it goes. This is, this is the quote. As bad of a job as Biden's doing right now and as a bad as a, uh, of a job Trump did, I would vote for either one of them two before I vote for Ron DeSantis. The Tiger King would vote for Joe Biden over DeSantis. So apparently he's really got it out for DeSantis. DeSantis has jumped into, into Trump's game. So Trump is busy out there saying right now that he is that and he by he, I mean, uh, Ron DeSantis is skirting election law. And for those that want to know what that means, having ran for office myself, the, the, the governor here in Florida is in some way skirting the law. And what I mean by that is you can't do certain things or say certain things. So he hasn't said he's running. So whatever money he gets is collected differently. There's a whole there's a whole entire thing that comes along with announcing that you're running or giving enough credence to the fact that you're running that um, changes the whole entire way you can get funds and what has to be done and how you have to report. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see when he comes out. Trump's trying to get him to go. So this is, this is Trump's uh, truth from about an hour ago from this recording and I do it in his voice because this is my podcast, this is my radio station, and I can do whatever I'd like. Ron DeSanctimonious is running without running. He's doing this to subvert election law. Run, Ron, run. Others have done it before, though, so I can't really blame him. But he should take a look at his polls, which are crashing like few people have seen before. That's because he's merely an average Republican governor who has great public relations, far better than deserved. When you look at the Florida numbers compared to other states, you will not be impressed. I'll release them later in the day. Well, I'm... This is the second one from two hours ago. Well, I'm fighting against radical left lunatics, prosecutors, and unfair prosecutors who want to destroy us all. Ron DeSanctimonious is not working for the people of Florida as he should be. He's too busy chatting with a ratings-challenged TV host from England, 
desperately trying to rescue his failing campaign, but it's my fault. I put him there. So all that's going on. And then you do have, you do have, um, you know, you do have signs that this, uh, DeSantis is starting to get back and, and fight. And, uh, He's been doing those interviews. He has had those conversations. And he said, I can't even spell the sanctimonious. So, I mean, he's been he's been answering. He's taking shots and he's starting to swing back into what uh, level that will go. We'll find out. But it is it is starting to come close, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get to that point where these two are on that collision course that the media truly, truly wanted to see. And they will probably get it. And from the polling, I think that this, if I was to, if I was to be the judge in the situation, with the moves that are going on, they're, they are galvanizing the sides. The far left will be like, yes, he's a criminal and we didn't get him again. The far right isn't budging if they're Trump supporters. And then you have anywhere from just middle of the aisle to the left to the right regular Republicans, conservatives that did like the job in that in that area that aren't, uh, no matter what Trump says, he's right. Again, Trump was absolutely wrong, not endorsing me, but I let bygones be bygones all the time. I could care less. I don't hold grudges. I'm not completely insane like many uh, of the people in the political atmosphere. So when we look at all of this, I think that this is a very bad move for Ron. He should have never even thought about running. He should have waited this one out and he should have ran in 2028 and maybe even worked with Trump, helped Trump, and that would have really solidified his position uh, as a follow-up. Meanwhile, you have things going around about him saying he could be like a Paul Ryan. Uh, there's been other things, but we'll see how it plays out. I have no problem with him running. I have, I have no problem with a primary season. I think that's going to keep Trump more active, which is good for the Trump campaign. Uh, I do think it's going to destroy Ron's chances later on. And yeah, again, Trump pulls this off and say he has a Carrie Lake as his VP. I don't think that Ron DeSantis beats Carrie Lake in 2028. I don't. But that's me. There's a lot that can go on. I'm just, I look deep into the future and I start, I put routes out there. And once you go back and you take all of the people in the MAGA uh, movement and all the people that do support Trump and think he was a good president... And they get and he, you go against him and he still wins and he gets in, uh, whether he just wins the primary, wins the actual presidency. You don't come back from that. Ron's going to be looked at as somebody that tried to go against him. Ron has to be very passive. He should not engage uh, on, a, on a level of name calling. He should be giving nothing but props to Trump, even on stage while he's getting abused. Say, I'm here for another option, but I totally get it and support, it if, support Trump if he wins. He should be playing this in an Aikido fashion and redirecting the energy. He really should. But he's getting, he's getting pulled into that fist fight, firefight, and it's going to even be more damaging. So we'll see how that one plays out. So thank you for joining me here today. The birds in the background, thank you. Uh, if you can hear them, if the mic's picking it up. And yeah, we'll see you tomorrow for another We the People Are the News. Uh, I think I might call tomorrow's off uh, as I will be road tripping down. Uh, Scott Lebedo has his art show uh, on Friday and Saturday. Uh, so I'll be heading down to West Palm in the morning. So I might not have the time to actually record. So we might take the day off since we didn't take Monday off. And again, I'm my own boss. So I do what I want to do here <laughs> on Sons and Daughters of Liberty Radio. 
And yeah, there'll be coverage about the art show. I might get some interviews there, depending on who's there. Uh, we've got a lot going on. There's a big boat show in West Palm. Uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of Trump flags flying, maybe some DeSantis flags. We'll see how it all goes. But come back. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your family. We're telling everybody up here in Lincoln Park. All right. So everybody, I will see you tomorrow. This is We the People Are the News. Remember, you can go and grab right now with a 17.76% off coupon. Uh, the promo code is podcast. Go to www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world. Pick up our iconic flag. Get it up in front of your house underneath that American flag. Show you are one of the rebels that will fight for freedom no matter what, just like the Sons of Liberty did before us. Also, while you're there, grab a t-shirt, grab a hoodie, grab it all. We'd love to see you in our gear, so make sure you also send it our way. And we will, in fact, see you either tomorrow or later in the week. Stay tuned. And this is We the People Are the News. Thank you.